Alright everyone, welcome back to what I suspect is segment 5, episode 5, whatever you want to classify it as. Um, today I got a bunch of food reviews, I got a movie review, um, going to talk a little bit of baseball, just got a bunch of stuff lined up, so I'll get that kicked off right now. Alright, so kicking it off, I have my movie review for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Um, I watched this on Disney+. Plus. I'm sure if you're looking to watch it, you can pay the $4.99 a month for Disney+, Plus, and there's a bunch of other things to watch on there, so, um, uh, this movie to me was a solid, uh, 4.1 out of 10. It is just, there hasn't, other than maybe No Way Home, there hasn't been this fantastic movie in this Marvel's phases after Infinity War and Endgame. Um, just, you know, wasn't a great movie in general. So, you have a lot of that, you know, wannabe comedy that is trying to be cute in these movies. And it just, it falls flat. Because the story isn't great. There's things that don't add up. And you're just sitting there thinking, this movie could have been more. So, essentially how I would view this movie is, it is just a journey to get to the end. There's really no there's really no middle of the movie that is significant that gives you an idea of what's going on. So you have the beginning and end of the movies where, you know, Ant-Man is talking to himself and you know, essentially trying to be goofy and, and funny and it just you know, like I said, falls flat. Um, you have the daughter in the movie who you know, we don't know a lot about her, and she was just recast, and I guess when you recast someone, you can change all of their characteristics, and this girl was in jail, and she was doing, like, a bunch of stuff that obviously her dad wouldn't approve of, and it just seemed out of place, because then she's this, you know, super scientific person that, you know, knows everything about building a receiver to the quantum realm and just <clears throat> very confusing and just very, you know, mind-boggling that, you know, you have these characters that, you know, are getting introduced as if they are, you know, the smartest people on earth that can do anything. Then you have this, um, Janet Van Dyme in the movie who is, um, who was in the quantum realm at some point and came across Kang, who throughout the whole movie, she just refuses to tell everyone, even though they're in the quantum realm, what she fears in there. Um, which also doesn't make sense, because the quantum realm is supposed to move, you know, the outside world's supposed to move really fast, while the quantum realm just feels like a normal day. So, when they get to the quantum realm, she's like, everyone knows her, she's like this gangster, she has this reputation, blah blah blah, and I'm just like, okay, like, she met with Kang, and there were these issues, but how do all these other people know about her and know that she's, like, this, you know, crazy person and that they've met before? So, it really defeats the, uh, the logic behind what the Quantum Realm is and what they've explained it to be, but, you know, for the sake of storytelling, I'm sure that, you know, that's okay with Disney, that they just screwed that up. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just not a big fan of, you know continually adding more characters and giving everyone, you know, 
these speaking roles, which a lot of them weren't great. It just wasn't great dialogue. It wasn't anything funny. It wasn't anything, you know, groundbreaking. And then you just have these, you know, these instances where you're just like, why? So Kang apparently has gone through and defeated all these different um, Avengers teams in the multiverse. So you're like, wow, all right. So this guy is like the next big bad. Like, he can literally do anything. And you have Ant-Man and the older guy in the movie that take him down. I just... I just don't think that this movie was written well. And whoever did write it, I'm not sure who the, the person was. Should have really got some more feedback. I, I think one of the biggest things when you're looking for feedback is... Stick to what you want to do. But outside resources are not your worst enemy. So, I would feel like as someone who is receptive to feedback and trying to make sure that, you know, people are happy, at least take bits and pieces of advice from, you know, fans, people who are interested in the whole backstory of what's going on. Essentially, the nerds. So, like I said, 4.1 out of 10, it's not a very watchable movie for me. I mean, you know, you don't have very good action scenes. It's not funny, it's just kind of cringy. So that's kind of where I stand on that at the current moment. Alright, so next up I have some food reviews. Uh, when I was upstate with some buddies on the way out, um, leaving Potter County, I got some. Uh, I got a cheesesteak from the Remington Grill, and it was phenomenal. The guy who did it, um, you know, he said he has a Facebook page, I'm going to go like it, and you know, support his business, but man, he did a fantastic job. Um, was it as good as John's pork, the cheesesteak I had there? No, but it was very close. Um, better than Pat's and Gino's by a landslide. So, um, if anyone sees the Remington Grill, not sure where he's from, um, you know, where he goes, but definitely grab a cheesesteak from him. The guy does a phenomenal job. Also, as far as pizza goes, um, I got pizza the other day at uh, upstate as well at Murphy's Pizza, which was formerly known as Fox's. Uh, I'll give it a solid, uh, like a six nine out of ten. It, you know, you get a sheet of pizza for like thirty two bucks, which is like triple the size of a regular pizza, and a regular pizza. And I think it all came out to like forty nine or fifty bucks, which is a phenomenal deal. Um, you know, it's not the best pizza, it's not a brick oven pizza, but it's a solid enough pizza that you're going to have a good time and not be like, yeah, I have some issues with this. The only complaint I would have is that they can make the pieces um, around the corners and the edges just a little bit bigger with the toppings on it, so you don't just get a, uh, a big piece that has a lot of breading on it. Alright, so the next topic that I have is cocaine in the White House. Um, apparently, in one of the guest rooms, there was uh, traces of cocaine found. Um, there's betting odds on who did it. Um, was it Joe Biden? I would doubt that it was Joe Biden. I, I don't think he even knows what he's doing and would not be doing that, especially in a guest room. It just doesn't make sense. Um, some people said it was a player from the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I really highly doubt that. I do not think that was a thing. I mean, there is more of a potential than it being Joe Biden, but um, you never know. Here's the thing. Do the Chiefs even stay overnight, too? And that's one of the things you have to ask. Now you come down to the most likely culprit, the man who 
like it seems like the worst person on earth, yet for some reason he keeps getting away with everything. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son. Dude, this guy has been known for crack, for cocaine, for, you know, all this crap that is not good. And people are saying, oh, it wasn't him after he just got busted not too long ago for God knows what, because he's been busted for so many things and has gotten off the hook. I mean, I guess that's what happened when daddy's president. Because I remember reading something that the same thing that Hunter Biden did was um, something that a rapper got jail time for and Biden got away with it. So here's the thing. Um, you know, not trying to be one way or the other, but if I had to be a betting person, I would say that the cocaine probably came from Hunter Biden just because it seems like he's so cracked out of his mind that he just has no idea what he's doing and, and no sense of place of where he's at and, you know, what should be allowed and not allowed. So, uh, let me know what you guys think. I'm going to probably put a poll up on Instagram on... Uh, Barn Explosion Podcast, and just kind of see what everyone's thinking at this point in time. Alright, so next up, um, this is the first time I believe I'm talking about baseball. Um, obviously, everyone who knows me knows that I'm a big Philadelphia fan, um, and right now the Phillies are on an absolute tear. Um, they are in the wild card right now. They are two games behind the Marlins for, like, I think it's the first wild card spot. So they're sitting very pretty. In their last 29 games, they've won 22 of them. Um, they just swept the Rays, who have been swept for the first time this year. And they have a, I think it's a 14 or 15 game win streak on the road. And keep in mind, this is with no Reese Hoskins, because he's out for the year. And a bunch of younger players who are really stepping up. So... I'm incredibly happy and proud of the Phillies right now. I mean, um, Rob Thompson, he's been letting the starting pitchers go a little bit longer as they're working kinks out. Beginning of the year, you didn't have Harper. Um, Schwarber was in a slump, who he's still kind of in, but trying to get out of it. Trey Turner's in a slump. Harper's in a slump. And you got to think, they're on that much of a tear right now. What happens when you know, the back end of their pitching and their bullpen comes around um, that isn't Walker, Nola, or Wheeler. And you have Harper, Turner, and Schwarber that start playing the way that they should. Um, I don't know. I have a crazy bet. It's like 60 bucks. And then I have another bet that could net like $28,000 if the Phillies win uh, the, the World Series and the Eagles win the Super Bowl. You know, I'm pretty confident on it. The Phillies lost to the Houston Astros, which were arguably one of the, the best teams in the last how many years to win a World Series. And, you know, the Phillies got even better this year and are starting to come around. I mean, when they're red hot, I don't know who's beating them. And then you have the Eagles, who got so much better this year. And I just think that they're going to be a force to stop in, in the whole league. And they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. So, um, like I said, Phillies are on a tear. Have a big bet out for the Eagles and Phillies, so I'm hoping it really, uh, really hits. That would be a nice payday. All right. So next up, we have some spicy, spicy, spicy news. Apparently, Tom Brady is gonna be hooking up with Kim Kardashian. I guess they were at some sort of party and were getting really handsy, and that's that's it. Um, 
Man. Uh, <laughs> good for you, Tom. Uh, didn't see it coming. I guess Tom is, uh, I don't know. Tom doesn't seem like the type of guy to, uh, to want to get with someone like that, but, you know, you're always shocked by something. Uh, next up we got, uh, what was it, in Raffo Township, which is out, like, uh, Lancaster Way, there was a township building that exploded. Uh, so the backstory on this was, um... There was a propane gas leak, and these guys went in, I guess, to do maintenance or something in the morning, and when they walked in, they smelled gas immediately, and there was so much of it built up that eventually the oxygen hit it, would that would ignite it, so, uh, or, you know, make it obviously blow up because of, I guess, the pressure in there, so from my knowledge, what would have happened is... If they would have walked in and they would have turned the lights on, not smelling that, um, they would have died because that spark would have set everything off. So um, as soon as they spelled it, they ran away, uh, blew up, and then there was a shed next to it apparently that had like a, you know, a bunch of farm equipment in that also blew up. And um, a lot of people in the area said that, you know, they could feel it shake and they were like woken up like, what in the world is going on? Um, one of my buddies that sits across from me at work, he was saying the exact same thing. So, um, definitely just crazy. I mean, you know, now I'm going to think twice before turning on the lights before I walk in somewhere and, you know, kind of assessing the situation because, um, none of those guys would have made it out of there alive. Um, and if they did, they would have been, you know, uh, majorly effed up for the rest of their lives. So, um, you know, fortunately from what I've heard, nobody was, was hurt and they all knew what was going on, but... You know, that's a scary part of, uh, you know, the world we live in and, you know, gas lines and just propane tanks and anything else. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that can happen. All right, so finally, um, last topic is going to be Dame Lillard. Um, so essentially what's going on with him is he's demanding a trade. Um, we all saw this coming because Portland didn't do anything to um, surround him with good players. Apparently, from what I've been hearing, the only trade destination he wants to go to is Miami. Um, this would just stack up Miami. The only problem is, what do they realistically have to offer and how could they get this trade done? Um, apparently, from what he said, he doesn't want to go to Celtics. He doesn't want to go to um, Philadelphia and a couple of those other teams that would be in on him. Um, you know, the Sixers have... James Harden and a couple other pieces they can move that um, aren't Joel Embiid and aren't Tyrese Maxey. So, um, you know, maybe if a trade can't be um, fulfilled there, maybe Dame would open up his uh, his preferred destinations to Philly or, um, you know, another place. I, I would love to see him in Philadelphia. He is just a fantastic player. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, um, he really rode it out with Portland, and they just couldn't do anything for him. So, um, you know, I think this is his time to go chase a ring. Um, hopefully he can get to Miami. I mean, that would be ideal for him. But in the long run, um, if they can do something to get him to Philadelphia, I would love to see him as a sixer. Um, you know, that's just one of the things where, like, 
you know, I don't understand with James Harden how he can go from, you know, yeah, I like Philadelphia, and this is only our second year together, so we still have a lot of growing to do, and, you know, he already wants to leave the city. Um, it just kind of shows the day and age of basketball that we're in, and even some of these other sports where um, people don't really have loyalty to their teams anymore. Like, realistically, I don't see a team that James Harden could go to that would be able to either A, afford him, or B, do something along the lines of a, a trade just because of giving up assets where he would be able to take that team and win them a championship. So, you know, I think with the Sixers, you have, you know, Tobias Harris, who they're probably going to look to give a bigger role to. Tyrese Maxey is a budding young star. Joel Embiid is a couple more good years at the most for his high-end talent. And if James Harden can, you know, resurface for at least one more good year, maybe Philly brings it together and has a run. I mean, here's what you got to look at. They took the Celtics to seven games. And the Celtics core has been together how long? So um, I would love to see Philly run it back. Um, if not, I would love to see them with Dame, but, you know, it really just depends on, um, you know, what these players want anymore because it looks like the front office has no power. And, um, you know, I just don't want Philly to trade for a player. Like they're saying, if Dame goes anywhere other than um, Miami, he would be an unhappy player. And, you know, I, I just don't really understand that much because, you know, he's a a guy who wants to go win a ring and if he gets traded there would he really sit until he got traded to Miami I just I don't know I don't get it as long as you're making your money and have a shot to win a title um, you know I know you have your preferences but if you can't make it happen you know make the most of your opportunities so definitely see what happens um, you know like I said the NBA is just so weird nowadays with trades and you know guys that want to give up on their team so easily all right, so that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Um, I should look to have another one out towards the end of the week next week, maybe uh, beginning of the following week, just depending on how much time I have. So um, I hope everyone has a good weekend and a good week, and um, you know, keep listening in.